Welcome back to my lovely IHP community. I figured we'd use storytelling time for some of the energies about and to integrate some of those lovely topics so when you can uh, talk, right? When you have direct communication, the functional adults, those who are pure consciousness and pure energy, Purusha Prakriti, my lovely 5D mystics, and that's anyone who is their own safe haven, secure base, and that means they're aware of it being their relationship to a substance or situations and things that uh, they can present the people who are out of that shame and the hidden story of the adaptive child. We're not going to talk about psychoeducation, but anyone who is taking ownership of themselves in a way that is a love, compassion. This is a sanctuary only for people who love humanity and know that no person is evil and there is no greater mistake so people can talk about their stuff and we all know about trauma. So again, anyone who still believes in stories that are from, I know those institutions exist, uh, this is not the podcast for you. This is a podcast of people that know about science and science is showing the defectiveness shame button and what happens when a person is born and has this and I learn about it because I'm a mentor and I'm somebody who helps people with personal development. So you can go away and not waste your time here. We only have a playground. We integrate spirituality because I'm a 5D mystic and that's where 4D believes in evil still. So they're not in this arena either. Okay, so let's put into practice direct communication when people are adults and they know about good psychoeducators. We will have an upcoming episode that gives you an example, a story of sorts, but it's down the line. Meantime, our story is where when you choose yourself, that's the minute you become aware of your own purusha awareness and pure consciousness and prakriti. You don't need to have done any yoga. You don't even need to know these words, but they are part of the yoga and or the Ayurveda schools of thought, of teachings. I learned it from my workshop. Uh, and that's where the lovely person that I learned it from is a person who's created a 12-step program. I believe the name is, if I have my notes, the right ones in front of me. Let's see. I believe it is. Let me double check though, just in case, because I took a couple of courses. Yes, it's her. So R. Nikki Myers, and it was the workshop on yogic perspective to overcome addictions. And so co-regulation, practice to move to homeostasis. So again, uh, what she shares is how can uh, one's intentions become stronger than the dysfunctional patterns that people who have addictive behaviors, it's a dysfunctional pattern because of it being though a maladaptive response, safety behavior response to unresolved trauma. So person's nervous system and a lot of other things go behind this, which is why that spirituality process is a person who does a ego self transformation, meaning works on themselves with a good psychoeducator or somebody who knows uh, the basis at the very least. And she, for example, is not only, I believe, a Ayurveda practitioner, yoga practitioner, but also somatic experiencing. And that's really great. That's with Peter Levine. He's the one who trademarked it and began it. And it actually, you should look into it if you're ever wondering. I would say that's one of my favorites to suggest to people because they 
work to help you understand trauma memory. It stays stored in your tissues and bones and, you know, a lot of other things that people don't believe in because they prefer believing in stories and they don't like that science is sharing. There is no evil. So again, leave it alone to those who are in other states of consciousness. We're in infinite higher human consciousness potential realm and the IHP episodes and all my content is for only those who want a sanctuary to say and share how much we love people and how much we're awesome and we're evolving always and expanding so we don't see problems we see evolution we see that we've co-evolved co-create all this stuff and you know again keeping it simple i want to keep it simple into our actual story which is a lot better than giving a breakdown every time we are going to keep that up though because people need to understand not to waste their time here if they don't love that we know you don't have to suffer. There's options. And I know some of those experts keep saying you do because they equal pain to suffering. No, there's a difference. And some people know that difference. So again, we don't have to go through human suffering. Some people do. And when they're out of hell from their body, they will let you know. And if they're in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, they will let you know from a restorative embodied self how not to use your time. Probably they'll let you know the sooner you get a handle on any type of self-soothing mechanism that doesn't nurture your inner well-being, the sooner you want to disengage from it. Drinking, sex, drugs, again, food, habits that people disregard as habits that can bring them not inner well-being, that they can take ownership of without being surprised obliviously about oh well i'm doing it this way that way then that now my body feels better well yeah no shit sherlock did you think your body was not your sanctuary or excuse me you did know about it being your vessel oh it took you this many some people uh again they bring to our attention things and we can't help but realize how little they still know about themselves because you could have asked any one of us that is aware of how food works and how our bodies work and I'm not even somebody who likes to be physically active. I impose that I do exercises. And you guys want to know how I learned about that one? Oh, here's the, uh, when you get a tower moment from the universe, I will laugh about that one. So let me share the story. It is storytelling time. But we're going to get to our actual manifestation story later on. So this is actually very funny when I think about it. I have scoliosis. I think I've shared this story at least once. And that means my spine is crooked, and in case any one of you don't know that, which makes me always laugh when, when I hear some of the people in spirituality have their way of saying, you have to eat this, you have to do that, you have to have a straight spine. I'm like, wow, that's interesting. I have no straight spine. I don't eat well. I do not not smoke. I actually smoke cigars, and I do drink alcohol. Not a lot because I have low tolerance, but I do all this shit, and I look, and lo and behold, I still channel. What's wrong with me? Nothing, because being a conduit has nothing to do with all that. The pH, and there's a lot of other things. But really, I mean, again, the ventral vagal nervous system, it's our love button, and I got love always on, so there you go. I fiercely love through my words, my emotions, my thoughts, my actions, my every single day, ever since I can remember, I've chosen to use 24 hours where if I go to sleep and die tonight, I will have lived the day of love. That would be a very big pity that I didn't live life to the optimal potential. And love is a beautiful emotion in your body, all alone, but also with people. And the more the merrier, by the way, but not in bed, by the way. No, not, not physically in bed, no. That actually is nowhere near what the idea is for some of us. And uh, it has nothing to do with um, sin or purgatory or hell, no. 
actually some people might think it's that but no there's a different reason although that's a side note i have to contemplate how to share with you because it's a feeling uh, and it's a feeling of we mean it when we think of the idea of a life partner right so a person who's pure consciousness and in a state of connectedness with awareness of ourself when we speak words we mean it forever and so when we begin to get the awareness though that other people don't mean it like my teenage boyfriend <laughs> that's the first person that i got to learn it from and that's why so here i'll just use my stories to segue into this story that we're doing because it's a, it's going to manifest and play out the same way anyways but i hadn't thought of doing it this way that's all so the teenage boyfriend soulmate definitely my forever and you know they always say you, you never meet the same first love so i got introduced to that whole concept like any other person who's been introduced to it i mean even if the movies have updated they still have this whole way of saying well i know it won't be forever so now i see teenagers doing shit like this I'm like okay they're still just as oblivious if they're not then they say it in a different way but most of us if we were teenagers we all know it of course you can't be aware of something if you've not experienced it this doesn't mean it equates trauma again every person chooses people who have the experience of human suffering talk about trauma some of us don't have this experience in our body this is not a race so i'm speaking to you from a body that does not know human suffering i know sad happy angry i know my basic emotions and i know how to tell you about them and i know anger frustration but i know how to work with my body so there are no emotions that I've ever potentially until now, 43-year-old, felt overwhelming. I mean, pain, I don't like. So that one, let's get to my story. Physical pain, uh, definitely something that uh, has always been off the tables, meaning I do not want you to get anywhere near me if you're going to even pretend to hurt me. As a kid, to this day, don't send me to the forest. I'm happy closed in the four walls leave me alone go away some people oh you're from the future i'm not from anywhere leave me alone i'm from this time so long story short as i teased to death this uh this topic the teenage thing didn't lead to me loving less no i was like what i'm even in a better space than i was yesterday because that person immature doesn't know how to love at all in fact doesn't know even how to lead their own life they had to be told how to lead their own life by the person they're with and they're doing great together yay for them I was not about to tell them what to do with their life. Uh, that's not my job as a person who's a partner. <laughs> We're supposed to grow roaring lions together, not uh, where you're a little skimpy lion and I'm roaring for us. And that's not because of it being anything actually happening. It's the level of purusha prakriti in the body of the person. So there is no roar if you can't maintain your enlightenment vibration for a person who can't. And that's because, again, full of life, man. Once you're connected, there is no way you're going back. This is the beauty of when you've been introduced to Purusha Prakriti. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you know, actually, I have so many different stories to share with you. But let me get to the one of my scoliosis so that we can talk about those tower moments. Okay. Serious note, that's why it's, an, it's a story with a little bit of channeled guidance for my regular listeners since we have the Leo season stuff and Lionsgate portal. And people right now are going through moments of aha, uh -huh, and they've had towers and all this stuff. Um, 
when you're not actually doing what is in the best interest of your own health, mind, body, emotion, there are things that will take place and they will be those tower moments. So I don't like doing exercises. I don't like physical activity. I had disliked it during my teenage years, particularly because I wore back brace and I only was allowed one hour to take my back brace off in 24 hours. So I was consistently, obviously sometimes my mom would let me take it off, but because the curve was so bad, I, I was forced to do this and uh, there were mixed pieces of information by the practitioners that exercises wouldn't make a difference and nobody actually told me about the um, what is it the Schroff method which is very sad because the Schroff method would have been beneficial for me I do it now as an adult so the part about not knowing it it's not my mother's fault we didn't have online there were not forums and so there was not the wealth of information or easy access as there is instead now now parents, even though maybe sometimes some of them are overwhelmed, but they have groups and forums that are specialized, and that's a beautiful thing because now everybody knows if they want about the Schroff method, and this is something beautiful. I shared it with my loved ones. They didn't believe in me and in the Schroff method, and they chose to go a different method, and they've said that there's different and conflicting information on the Schroff method. Long story short, this is why subject matter experts, they don't all know everything and the uh, best way to learn is by trying to find the ones who care about you and they are well-rounded so they will not exclude any information they will allow themselves with their expertise to tell you this method that method to include to you all of the different bodies of for example for my scoliosis that can work and why uh, some might have certain types of, so they would know how to explain everything about what they're telling you. And I haven't had the opportunity to follow up with my actual Schroth method physician because somehow they don't respond to my messages, which makes sense, although I paid them when I did do my um, activities. I feel that they're not actually pursuing, expanding their business is what I'm going to say. Because when I reached out to them, it was for business reasons and they completely, this is where I don't use the word ghosting, but they ghosted. <laughs> so they didn't answer at all, which is interesting because if I'm bringing you business, that would mean you're interested as a practitioner. And for me, I'm a professional. So I'm like, ah, but that just means to me, they're not really into doing what they want to do, which is fine. They weren't really convinced about it anyways, but I got what I could as an exercise method and have been applying it ever since. Prior to this person, I did not know of Schroff method. So this was recent, like four or five years ago, I think. Uh, yeah, it was prior to the pandemic, I believe. Yes. And so I came across this beautiful person. They're in Calabria. In fact, very interesting person, I might add. And I was able to get a portfolio of exercises that to this day I religiously do. And not every day, actually. That's what I was trying to get to. But that I do consistently interact within do just not every day but I plan on doing that so the actual story story is when my poor poor back since I was not doing any exercises and I had only my physician who's an osteopath who actually is the person who one time in my life I felt pain that made me cry and in a way that I was just like terrified of going back to this human being and it's him and he did this thing on my, what, what, what is it called, near your butt, 
that sacral thing and I cried like I had I almost I, I, I'll never forget it I just was so long story short I got up out of that bed and I'm like please don't do that ever to me again I won't come back to you and he got pissed because you should know this this osteopath he's great at what he does but here's where when when people are in their ego and they don't have good people manners and they get inflated because you just told them not to do something and they feel that you've just offended them because they're the expert <laughs> so my osteopath went to yell at me and then he went on to threaten me basically say you know what now that you've told me you don't want I'm gonna do it every time you come and I left there telling my mother I don't want to go back I don't want to go back you know and so long story short I still laugh at this because I was like no I'll go back because I was getting good results for my back and that is something important because uh, of course, my spine can lead me to have pain. So this is where this story, again, um, it's to say if you're a common sense human being, you will do certain things that you know are for your health, even when you don't like them. And I don't like to this day having to use time to do physical activity. L-I-K-E. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm just a grown up about it. Um, it's like two hours to do all of my exercises. It's two hours of my 24 hours, okay? So you have to imagine two hours that I can't do anything else except for work this body that, yeah, okay. And here, so laugh again with me. When you're your own owner of self as a person, you're going to know your likes and dislikes like a grown-up shall, which is why we laugh. So love cycle people, I laugh every time this lovely consciousness universe gives me something to keep me in the middle <laughs> because every time it does, oh, I already know it's happening. And so we can't help but being Krishna Lila is always with us. The more we move into grown-up land, the more we laugh. So that's the part of why we don't have tower moments that are humongous in the way that other people have. Uh, so on that note, the people who do have huge tower moments I don't actually have much to share because they're not manifesting their heaven in their body. They're not moving into 5D. They're in other spaces. Okay, the story is, I think this was the first bout of ascension energies. We began moving into this whole 5D plane from my timeline, whatnot. My back, this was after I had stopped my osteopath because I was traveling back and forth, so I couldn't do it. And I was doing random exercises, but not the good ones. So all of a sudden, I found myself, not only was I dealing with something with my one number one T, I was also um, dealing with other stuff. But my T1 was actually very much specifically in a moment of transition. And we were having types of conversations, and I was trying to figure out where they were going and what they were wanting to do. And this was through our communication which from afar was still very direct and consistent but there was something that was up and they were not voicing it and so this was where I wrote them a very specific email which is where we clarified in fact how we would keep moving forward with our relationship and it was a really great direct communication and that was the one and then we had another one and that actually was also uh, clarifying on how we would keep moving forward in our relationship so when a person is a love cycle we don't cancel our relationships and we don't uh, ghost our relationships we know how to recalibrate and to listen to our relationships so that's why we always find a way to 
work with our loved ones. And this T1 is the perfect example besides mysticism, which we're not, again, going to talk about that part. I want to get to the story. So in that moment, I was having this lovely situation uh, with emails is how we were communicating. And I got my answers. There was also some other stuff going on. And my back, my back, I got up out of bed one day and I was crawling almost on the floor. So you know how if somebody stabs you in your back with a knife? Well, no, you guys don't, gals or days. I hope you don't know, but I'm just going to describe. So sharp pain. And this wasn't as bad as what that maneuver, this osteopath did, meaning it was something that I could handle more than that one. That one I just was like so... I don't even know what they, I'm sure they did something good, but whatever it is they did, I, I think it was like cracking your knuckles because obviously nothing broke. I just know that it was not, I would not go. I literally, if I, if somebody said, if you could go back in time, no, I don't want it. I don't know what you did. I don't care. I don't want it from you. I want someone to, to explain to me before they even touch me what they're doing. And then maybe I'll say yes, if it's something that I actually have to have done. But, and, and this is where, again, this is not going to happen. Obviously, I can't go to the past, but if I had to, definitely, I don't know why he had to do it. He never explained it, and I don't give a shit. I just didn't want it to be done to me, and that's all I'm going to say. So that's how we react if somebody disobeys what we want. And I went back because I knew it was good for me, but I was afraid. But then again, my mother actually had spoken to him. And so long story short, I think he just was pissy anyways, and he didn't mean what he said. He's that good at his job. So sometimes this is the part, like when I talk to successful business owners who have shared more than once that sometimes businesses keep people on because they're that good and they know they have to. And so this is where this person to me was indispensable. They're still my most trusted person because I've had success with them, but their manners aren't always the best, even though I learned how to handle it. And not to say don't do this so that it wouldn't trigger their own adaptive child because that was their adaptive child who just got offended and basically instead of realizing that their patient is scared shitless because you just hurt them physically, their ego is all over it. And they just didn't realize that they were being an asshole about it. I don't know if they ever did realize it. But the story is that I was walking upstairs and walking places and I'm basically backstabbed. The not, like an actual knife. Like I was, it was horrible. Long story short, I learned to integrate my back exercises. That can be a similar tower moment. And I'm just using it as a random example because when I hear readers and channelers and they're talking to people about these tower moments, people don't realize that if you take care of yourself and our, our educational system does a really great, great job as they move into more moderation, of course, they haven't always done a good job. And that's where the Mediterranean diet continues to be the good job, not the other way around. And then when it comes to the way that uh, science plays a role, yes, we're finding out about things that aren't beneficial, da, 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 da. So moderation and then in the middle, and again, using what is um, the sources that are available, but also being smart. It's like the flat earthers. I'm sorry. You know, people get all pissy about it, but... Anyone who believes in something that is from the past, if you will, or that goes backwards is somebody who's not actually contemplating. So what did I get to learn? I got to learn that I was given the wrong information about how my back stops to grow and that I actually have to maintain physical activity, but it has to be the right kind. That's what I got to learn. 
And here's where I was pissed because I didn't have the experts tell me so when I got done with my back brace, they told me that I didn't have to do anything and I'm lazy and I didn't want to do anything. And yes, did my mother tell me? Of course she did. But again, the experts, and this is an excuse, this is why. It's an excuse, meaning I used it as an excuse to allow myself to keep doing a habit that is not positive for me. To be able and be objective about the shit that we will do that is not positive for us means grown up land. And I'm talking right now about one's own health, physical health. That's as straightforward as it gets, okay? So let's leave alone other people, by the way, uh, that have bad habits because they either have a lot of unresolved trauma that they're going to not want to see or they are not caring one or the two and really it's going to be they also might not have education so you're not going to empower people by being in their ear and the reality is no matter how much we may love people if they don't want to actually take a look at their own body and notice their energy levels they're not going to look at it from a place of groundedness okay so let's move into our story because that's enough psychoeducation and side note talk but essentially, a person who's in that Enlightenment Soul Age group is a person who knows all of what I just said. And it's going to be like, well, yeah. So tower moments, if you are a person who's tuned into you, you will have minor tower moments. And this is very beautiful. It's very lucky. This is very lucky. The ones that don't have it, it's not because of the supernatural entity. It's because they did not have uh, any educator around them adults that were able to give them some some sort of food for thought uh their social media might not be very much algorithmically all that stuff so they're not being given the basics of how to navigate with moderation nobody and no source around them and i'm talking obviously about the western world right now the type of lifestyle okay so this is where i come from this is where i speak from i don't know how to speak about for example, a person who lives in a village, I'm thinking they're going to have a totally different uh, way of handling things. And probably they have a way of being healthier than the ones of us who are a number in a big city for, you know, people who do recognize. But then again, that's not true because you can meet people from small towns and their ignorance actually doesn't support their loved ones to get the good information. Okay, so let's get to our story. People who will have come across any type of human being who is semi-educated and then truly loves people will always be straight and with a level of I care about you. Even the ones who don't do compassion the way a 5D mystic does, they will tell you, I care about you. That's why I'm being blunt and straightforward. And that's why I'm getting on your case about drinking or the sex or the drugs or the food or whatever it is that's out of hand, okay? So people who care about each other, they don't do it in a way of shaming and judging. They do things in a way of, I care about you and I want your well-being. And then they nag each other about it if they're allowed to. And if they're not, then they suck it up and accept, right? And then they leave it alone. So when we're given the opportunity to choose ourselves, to allow inner nurturing, so healthy, physical healthy, and then also heart healthy, so to accept who you are, okay? And I'm going to come at you with a story that is of polyamory. So polysecure. We get to use this because I know people 
need more of the polyamory in a secure way than the monogamy people who choose to do therapy together if they actually commit to each other. Because monogamy is straightforward, and if people know enough about the basic psychoeducation and about mysticism, if they have intuitiveness and they still choose to go down that path, there's a way they can work with people like Terry Real to create their mindful relationships. And so the polyamory is different because this is where people choose to be open to loving more than just each other, and in a way that is more than just friends. Even if it's platonic, it means that there's a level of interest that is beyond that word friendship at the very least, okay? So we'll have to use some words. I don't like these words, but it means it's a special bond that is a person who you are intrigued to be in their life in a way that equals more than, again, basic friendship. Whether it's platonic or not doesn't matter it's because of you knowing from within your own world that that's the case, okay? And so when people accept that they're polyamorous and they do so with polysecurity, it means that both and more individuals acknowledge and know about the non-monogamy, so that's why it's ethical non-monogamy. They know that there are more people that are special to each other. Some people choose that they don't want to know. So there's the ability for poly-secure relationships to choose what they want to discuss or not. That's why there's a way of creating your own set of communication direct with the people involved. And that's by directly communicating. As a solo poly, I'm the one who directly communicates this to the people because I'm the one who's the solo poly of the group. So I have yet to meet a, well, I've met a couple of polyamory individuals, but it's funny, actually, on that side note, they are younger than I am, and they find themselves right now in a situation where they are afraid to tell the person they are dating that they're polyamory, and they said it's because I don't want to hurt their feelings, and I said the more you keep this uh, hidden, the more you're going to find yourself in an unpleasant situation, and you're not going to hurt their feelings by telling them the truth, you're going to hurt their feelings, and here's where people can beg to differ, which is very fascinating, but on that note, what I'm going to share is, when I think of the hurt feelings and relationship, okay, we cannot read each other's minds and to spell out to somebody how you are or an important piece of information is a very much important choice because to some people being truthful, honest and completely uh, basically naked is what they will want, especially again, pure consciousness people so the ones who think of how can i read your mind to know if it's a good time or not that to us is you are now strategically manipulating information and trying and so that's called a filter and therapists might need that but if i'm in a relationship with you and i need to do that then we're not in a grown-up relationship so this is the part where those who are straight forward will not be hiding their feelings or thoughts and when the adaptive children react because basically they don't like what we told them because 
Again, we're telling them something that we think is important. The way that they handle that will simply indicate to us, okay, so you don't think that's important. You think that that's not important. And because you don't like it, though, I need to try and figure out what you find is bad news versus an important piece of information to share with you. I think I'll just not share anything at all and, and or in the future just remember that this topic is unimportant to you and you know really we don't even go down that path we just realize we got an adaptive child who's basically twisting words around and making it seem like we're supposed to know what good information is or bad information at some important or not important or whatever time and so they're essentially almost like expecting us to read their emotional level and where they're at with their emotions, which, you know, what does that have to do with a conversation? Anyways, that's another side note. So we're not going to be like, oh my gosh, I did something horrible. We're going to be like, I'm so sorry, and learn and redirect and fix, and that's about it, and learn that we can't actually speak to these people, by the way. So there's one thing that we learn to do, and it's to have unimportant conversations and also superficial at that point conversations so that we disengage from anything that we would consider important because we've just been told that we don't have the filter they like, and that means we are not nice people. So it's like, okay, I thought I was being truthful, but you don't want truth, and I can't lie, and I don't want to then do anything important with you because you don't know how to handle the truth when I share it with you and then you're going to make me out to be a bad person which I'm not and so long story short we don't actually uh, handle people who have eggshells all around them we stay far far away from the eggshells that are broken so that we don't step on them and that way we don't hurt anybody's feelings unintentionally and have to hear about how mean and stupid we are for not knowing how to use a filter Okay, so this is, again, we, we understand it. We're just not ego-sensitive. So we are like, okay, let's get away from the ego-sensitive people, all right? And that's about it. So for my friend, by the way, I shared, the more you hold it, the more you might end up with a person who says, you lied to me, you didn't tell me what you were, and you wasted my time, and now I'm pissed, and I don't trust you, stuff like that. That's what we think of. So the sooner you can share whatever's important, the better it is for you. And when you do, again, you're not responsible, even though some want to make you out to be responsible, you're not responsible for their reaction. You can be responsible for saying, I'm so sorry that this hurt your feelings. Yes, that one, yes. And then say, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. And then say, I will learn how not to do this anymore. I promise. And then you just learn, what do you want to do about it? Because Again, if your intent was to share information that was valuable and important and not something negative, and you are a person who is pure consciousness, you're not a shame cycle, this is where the people who want to lead with the social good behavior, they're busy filtering their words with each other. That's all adaptive children shit. We don't do shit like that. That's eggshell land. We don't play in eggshells. They hurt and they're annoying. And we have a lot of sand over here where we get to play on the beach without any eggshells. So we don't have to actually engage with ego-sensitive people. And we don't build relationships with ego-sensitive people. So my suggestion to my friend, which I don't think they listen to, is really why people are more polyamory than polysecure. 
because the minute that I've met any person is the minute that I've had blunt, straightforward conversations. And as I said, T1, very straightforward, gave me their answer. I was like, okay, cool, dude. There you go. Got it. And forever it has been that we have decided on our direct communication. In fact, sweet spot, perfection. Now, in T2 and T3 situation, the same thing goes. Direct communication, direct communication. And there's that. And then we have my lovely oversoul. And in this case as well, direct communication. It always has been. Now, the part about being a person who unconsciously loves when you are in this lovely land of mysticism and you know your oversoul, that is where we know our stories. So we share the stories. And this story is where when another person is also accepting who they are, okay? So we have people who get to manifest each other in each other's lives. And polyamory is not a problem because being able to talk about how time is the only way that you will show to anyone that you mean what you speak. And that's the smart people for us. So they're stable, mature, adaptive, rational, and teachable. And the ability to notice two things, okay? The ability to be with people who say, okay, when you tell me about your emotional triggers and you tell me that you actually have habits that are not conducive to being very proactive in life, so you're a little bit apathetic, you have highs and lows, you, you, you have moments where you just want to sit and do nothing. What do you want to do with this? Are you looking to try and maintain a routine for your physical stuff? Are you, are you wanting to learn how to eat better? What, what do we want to do? And, and so the manifestation of a story like this is what? We got people who care about each other, yeah? What we're going to see in time is decisions and then actions and actions are not motivated by the external it's the people that recognize their own self as valuable so when we have safe haven secure based relationships we have people who accept each other with their flaws and imperfections some might be drowned in the abyss still of what is the inability to maintain a high, so they're needing support to get their nervous system and their mind out of the dull or the monkey mindset, okay? And so that begins with your routine. People who want to take action, they spell out what their new routine is. I've noticed that with my time in 24 hours, that I don't do anything that tickles my mind. I'm going to start doing this activity because I like this. And then I have those six hours of work that I do, and I really love that. I'm going to start doing more of that. And actually, some room has opened up over here for me to do X, Y, Z, D, F, G. And I did decide that I'm going to fix my diet. And actually, can you help me? Can you keep me in check with the smoking and the drinking? This part, I actually need a little bit more of help. So here, I found my alternatives of what I'm going to do when I get stressed. Because what I noticed is that when I'm stressed, by the way, if anybody's curious about designing something like this, let me know. We can create an episode or I do mentorship. And this is where a menu 
of how you navigate your nervous system can be created and then also choosing what you can do when the moment of your habits come up also straightforward if you are somebody who can handle yourself that means you do put into action so let's say you decide in one month okay every time i want to smoke and drink i'm going to do this instead and i'll use me i didn't successfully maintain the number three for cigarettes which is why when i was brought to quit because i got stuck in america with my no tobacco in america i knew and i laughed here too this was where the universe did its thing <laughs> It always manages to get me to stay on track. You know, Sadhguru makes these jokes. He calls it Akash. I do like still using the word Akash, but I think he says it nudges him. And, and, and so when you are one with consciousness, you know when you're getting nudged. <laughs> it's a very funny thing. And believe me, I didn't like getting stuck. Um, but I got the nudges and I was like, man, you are hilarious. And then I got a lot of other nudges and I was like, fuck you. And then you're hilarious. And then a little bit of fuck you and hilarious. And that's how we do it <laughs> because we're not talking to anybody except ourselves and handling those lovely emotions ourselves. So the part of having a good laugh is the part that we always do. Okay. Now that's where you set up a plan. You stick to it. So we're going to see it and you involve us in it and we get involved. The part about being able to unconditionally love, that's where for a polyamorous person is very beautiful to be able and have a person who knows that when you say, just because other people are special in my life in this way that I've described to you, doesn't mean that you're not. And it doesn't mean I'm going anywhere. I'm not leaving you. So my word is my bond. And that means that if you're serious and I'm serious, then nobody's going to leave anything. There's no need for us to make any type of other promise because the promise is right now. I'm speaking to you right now. We're making a choice right now. I'm just saying, though, there are others who might be in this. Not So this is, again, where you decide not involving you in it. No, I don't want you involved in it. You just need to know that these individuals are more than just friends and there's time that gets spent with them as well. The poly-secure part is where some people do decide on a certain number. Obviously, as the book states, you're not going to have more than 24 hours in a day. So realistically speaking, you're not going to maintain more than two, maximum three actual active safe haven, secure-based relationships, that one even there, because secure-based would mean that you are supporting your partner or partners in their endeavors. So let's say your partner has a big speech and you're their partner. They're going to want you to support them. And if you got 10 people, you're not necessarily going to be able to go to that uh, event. And so this is why there is a limitation of people that you can invest your complete time and be able to be available for them. Because we do care, again, if you say we're in it for the long haul, it's not to bullshit people. So a whole relationship involves safe haven, secure base. And some people, they need you to be that attachment figure. And they, they will state it, obviously. This is another part. So the story, again, is where stating what you need to live a good life is what is zero, is like ground number one, all of it. And then the actions speak louder than words. And so if you're committed to a person's life, that means that 
they say, I want you to be present in my events. And if you say yes, that means yes. If you have a, you rethink it, which means you want out of the relationship, you speak about it. There's always a way for anyone to rest easy, which is we only speak truth. We don't lie. And we don't hide and we don't omit and we don't do let me do small talk with you and filter my words. No, it will be very straightforward. I can't come because I'm doing something with this other person. And in the minute that that happens and you say, well, I don't feel love now. This is the minute you got an important conversation to take place. So here's why it's not hard to handle because you got people who are grown-ups, not children. So let's say I'll use the story again. There's an event. It's important. You got two partners going on. You're with one of them. The partner that wants you at the event uh, is acting in a way that is, I'm unhappy about this. I had committed to this previous engagement. I'm already here. You know I care, but I can't make it. Is this going to be a big deal? Does this rock the boat? Or can I make it up to you? Can I make it up to you that I didn't make it to this event? I'll come and spend the weekend with you. There's many different ways people can choose to work things out. That's the part of where the future of any grown-up relationship easily takes place as you allow the energy of compassion and love and just conversation. And here's why it is about two grown-ups. I'm not talking one is an adaptive child. Talking a person who knows, you know what, actually, it really does feel sucky. I don't like sharing you with, I don't like sharing you. I don't like sharing time with you, meaning with another person. I, I, the fact that I have to share you makes me feel very insecure. But this is the part where if you're a person who embodies the sense of security of self, you don't bow down and say, this changes my mind. No. You say, I don't want you to feel insecure, and I understand what you're feeling, but this is about time, and you know there's only 24 hours, and I don't feel like cutting anybody out. So we're at an impasse. We're in the middle. What are we going to do? I do enjoy you, and most of the time we can do what we want, but sometimes I'm also doing this other stuff. So, I mean, it's about you sharing time with another person, and here is again there's no perfect anything that's why our relationships move into specific directions but if you have grown-ups who are in the ability to know pure love they're not going to throw a hissy fit and so this means that you won't have somebody who says but i don't want to share you with somebody else the minute you say look i want to make it up to you because i do care you know this you know i care you know i care you know, this is that part of the year that I'm doing this thing. So what do we want to do? How do we want to make it up? How do you want me to make it up to you? I'll make it up to you. People who care about each other, it's not about the quantity, it's the quality. When you genuinely care, and that's why 5D, man, it's amazing. I had read about these types of relationships, and now I get to be the one to explain them. Because I don't see other people in the mystical land talking about this, man. I was thinking they all make up this shit show of the whole, the whole stories that they do. So polyamory is really an awesome, you should look into the book Polysecure. It's an awesome opportunity for people who want to learn about attachment and about trauma and consensual non-monogamy. And then it is about people falling into a relationship with the sphere 
of consciousness. And, and right now I'm moving into mysticism. So manifestation, the ones who are in 4D plane, they don't move all the way into their infinite higher human consciousness plane. And it is a new plane. It's new for all of us. And as we move forward as a group, we fiercely love through our words, our emotions, our actions, through our thoughts. I fiercely promise to support you all to continue to become more of the beautiful individuals you can. And believe me when I say it is hilarious to me to converse in such a way, but choosing consciousness expansion has always been what I have personally chosen, and I have always chosen unconditional love, which is pure consciousness. That's what has brought me to evolve, and that's what brings the love cycle people to evolve, which is why we don't have regrets. We will never have treated anybody in a way of saying, you are less than I. No, we are equal. And if you treat me like I'm less, I'm not going to take it. And if you treat me like I'm more, I'm not going to take it either. So Zen masters do not handle adaptive children with gloves. We tell them how it is, and that's with compassion, and that's it. But... Obviously, sometimes compassion doesn't seem so. It will be direct communication. Again, when somebody is creating a situation where they tell us, I feel disowned, I feel unloved, I feel that you did not care about me, I feel that you were mean, I feel that you were, they, they do all this thing. And believe me, when I have these people sometimes, it's a very uh, annoying emotion for me personally, because these are all individuals who are turning, they're turning away from the opportunity that life is presenting them. But that's the part where, again, we don't do other people's states of consciousness. So 5D ego will know that it's none of our business to speak up. It's our business to share with our loved ones, one, we're sorry, that you feel this way. Two, here's what I can do, and here's what I have learned, and here's how I can try to make it up, and is this okay? And if they say yes, then we move forward. We will have learned how to skip around those eggshells and move away from them, and we will be able to have a perimeter that we know exactly how to work with, because Zen masters, 5D people, polyamorous or not, we're in relationships to have a good time. You add to our life, and the minute that you are going through struggle, we're not going to add to it. Uh, we're not going to blame ourselves for using words that you don't like or for doing things that you don't like because that's not something that is our ability to know. We do not read your mind, nor are we going to try to read your mind. That's not my spot or place. So if you can't speak up for yourself, which, by the way, you can, but if you can't speak up for your own emotions and you... So long story short, adaptive children have an inner child wound, which is why it's called transference. And then they tell you, I didn't like you for this thing, you bad parent, you. And we're like, oh shit, okay. So we learn how to be good parents, or actually no, we learn how to move away from those relationships because that's it. The minute that a person is actually uh, not accepting how you try to work with them, you know that they don't want you. In, your, in their life. They don't want you. They don't like you. What, they, don't, they don't handle you. They don't, they don't uh, take ownership. That's what I should say. They stay in their adoptive child, so we just leave it. Um, the part about being able to be grown-ups, 
again, choices. And when we're handling children, we know how to handle them. So in the case of, for example, one of my lovely relationships, we had an open relationship. Once we discussed, they actually voiced, you know what? I know we did this last time. This time I don't want this. I really don't want it. I don't agree with the open relationship. So this was at a time where I was not yet in my poly secure spot. I didn't even have the word. But this person and I had began a journey with monogamy. So the open relationship was an alternative to something that was in the middle. And so when we reconsidered again what we wanted for our future as we were staying as a couple, they specified, I don't want the open relationship. I want monogamy. And at the time, it was good for me as well. And this was way before any of my clairs. In fact, I had none of them yet active. Uh, I was following four years after I think, how many years? I don't remember anymore. Wait a minute. No, one year after. Yes, one year after that relationship that my Claire's began to become active. And in fact, T1, his, who showed up in my beautiful life. Oh, what a beautiful story that one is. So as we come to close this lovely manifestation, the story of anyone who is a 5D mystic or a person who's their higher consciousness potential is an individual who has their inner well-being safe haven secure base at mind and that means you take care of your body you take care of your mind you allow yourself to speak your your emotions you don't suppress them you don't hide them if you meet people that aren't able to handle your words you do try to work with compassion and to explain yourself you move away from those who bring forth a rigidity so if you realize you can't speak one word without somebody you know jumping down your throat basically or you can't do anything you can't do gifts the way you want you can't do talking you can't you just disengage from that it'll become clear anyways but usually uh it's not that that straightforward it's in a series of events over time that you realize where you are disowned okay so when people disown you, it's not that they disown you, it's that they don't like who you are because it doesn't move alongside their idea of behavior. I got people from the Stone Ages I'm thinking about, okay? So they definitely polysecure. There's no way that would be, you just want to sleep around with everybody and no, that's not going to fly. So jealous people, for example, I actually... Uh, T2, for example, I told him, look, dude, you and I are not compatible. I have other people in my life. You're not really good at this, I think. And furthermore, you're really in a position that you're not supposed to be here doing this type of talk with me. I don't know what you're doing. You're, you're not doing the life you want, apparently, but I don't have anything to do with what you're doing or not doing in life. So I think you need to disengage from your conversation and what you are trying to do here. This person did not like what I told them and they did not fulfill my request. And in fact, there's a whole story you already know about that. So our manifestation story for my 5D peeps are none of the ones who create a disowned anything. The ones who unconsciously love you and actually they say, you know what? It's beautiful that you are such an unconsciously loving human being. When you find grown-ups, they won't actually have an issue sharing you because they're actually going to want to allow you to be seen by everyone the same way you want them to be seen by everyone. So when people are actual Zen masters, they are not afraid of competition. There is no competition. 
there is a knowingness. You're pure consciousness. I'm pure consciousness. You have a personality. This is your name. It's all the beautiful things that make you you. I have one. No one can replace you and no one can replace me. And that is a known truth, by the way. Because I have one name, you have another name. I even have an identical twin and she doesn't replace me, for example. So even when you think of cloning, they would not be able to replace your story because they won't be in your body and your brain. And when people are Zen masters of themselves, this is why they can easily be in a polysecure relationship and they can actually smile at each other and say, you know what, mm, I want to know everything. And then you'll be like, no, because I'm respecting the privacy of the other person, unless the other person says that it's cool, maybe your friend, I don't know. So that's where, you know, again, for anyone who has secure attachment within their own self, the people who unconditionally love who they are, with who they are, and others, we don't have this. Um, we know we're going to stick together if we enjoy each other's company is what the manifestation is. And that's very straightforward. So share the love, share the truth, be direct, and do the best to also be compassionate for those who need you to filter, try and just, you know, do the best you can. Okay? We'll be back with more. Have a great day.